This episode is sponsored by the Learn Jazz Standards Inner Circle. If your goal is to level up your jazz playing this year and feel confident improvising over jazz standards, the Inner Circle has everything you need and more. With monthly jazz standard studies, a library of powerful courses, and a vibrant community of like-minded musicians, you're guaranteed to improve your playing every single month. Podcast listeners can get 50% off their first month when you go to ljsinnercircle.com. That's ljsinnercircle.com or find the link in the show notes. Now, on to today's episode. When it comes to becoming a great jazz improviser, I really think there are two parts of the puzzle that we need to figure out. And the first part is the aural side. That's really the listening to jazz. That's the learning jazz solos by ear, taking licks into all 12 keys. This part that really involves your ear and hearing things. And there's this other side that I like to call conceptualization. And this is where music theory comes in and stuff like this. And one way to conceptualize bebop lines is through this idea called enclosure. And then also another important part of jazz is the blues. That's a big part of jazz music. So in today's episode, I combine the concept of enclosure over a blues so that we can start creating great bebop lines. That's coming right up. Welcome to the LJS Podcast, where you get weekly jazz tips, interviews, stories, and advice for becoming a better jazz musician. And now your host, he's a jazz musician, author, and entrepreneur, Brent Bartstra. All right. Hey, what's up, everybody? Brent here from LearnJazzStandards.com, which is a blog, a podcast, and videos all geared towards helping you become a better jazz musician. Hey, as always, I am really stoked that you're here, and thank you so much for spending some time with me. And in return, as always, I hope to teach you something. I hope to help you become a better jazz musician. That's what I'm passionate about. That's what I'm excited about, and that's what I've been doing for years and years now, and I will continue to do long into the future. And like I said, today we're talking about this concept called enclosure, which is a good way to conceptualize bebop language, and we're also going to be applying that over a blues. And so there's really two parts of today's episode. First, I realized, as going through my podcast feed, I realized that I've actually never done a podcast episode on enclosure. Like I've done blog posts, I've done videos, but I've never done an actual podcast episode. So the first part of this podcast episode is going to be just going over what enclosure is, a bunch of different examples of enclosure, different ways to apply it, just so you understand the concept. So in order to do that, I'm actually going to take some audio from a video that I made about enclosure just to introduce the concept because I think I did it really well there. And then the second part of this episode is going to be applying enclosure over a 12-bar jazz blues, okay? A 12-bar jazz blues. So I'm going to be going over that. I composed this little solo that uh, sort of exaggerates the concept of enclosure uh, for practice and sake. So sort of like a etude of sorts. Uh, and uh, so that's the second half of this episode. It's got a great episode. Really excited uh, about this. And now some of the stuff that you're going to be hearing uh you know, you might need some visual aids. And so that's why on the show notes today, I have all of the examples that I went through in that video, as well as my 12-bar blues etude that I wrote. Uh, and you can go find that at learnjazzstandards.com forward slash episode 150. So forward slash episode 150. So if you need any visual aids, even though I do a good job of talking you through it, uh, you can go there and check that out. And if you're on your run right now, or you're uh, at the gym, you're uh, on your commute to work. uh, Hey, I'm talking to you, Chicago guy. Are you listening? I know that you're going to your job in Chicago right now listening to this episode. Um, Yes, you left the rating and review. I know. 
And if you're doing any of those things, you can just come back and check later, right? Okay, so that, that's, that's that. Looking forward to this episode. Before I jump into it, though, bear with me here. Um, the Enclosure is really something I talk about in my book, Zero to Improv. Uh, and many of you have that book, Zero to Improv. But what I'm really excited about is actually on January 27th of 2019, uh, I'm launching to the public my companion course for Zero to Improv. Uh, last year, I came out with another ebook where I did a companion course, and people really loved that. And most importantly, it really helped them get through the book. It really helped them learn more, right? Because sometimes books, they just, uh, well, in this case, it's a digital book. So it just kind of gets lost in a folder rather than, you know, gaining dust on a shelf. But, you know, sometimes it's hard for us to really engage in that book to really get through it. But I find that courses are so much more powerful in, in doing so. So I'm actually launching uh, my companion course for Zero to Improv to the public on Sunday, January 27th. And and the little secret is there's actually a, a small group of 50 students who are already in that course. They've been in there since October. And most of you wouldn't know about that because I only invited that small group in. Uh, just I emailed just a, several people who I thought would be great to just test it out and start going through it. And now it's ready to be open to the public. So um, that's coming. I just wanted to let you know. And this is a concept out of that book, this episode today. Um, so it, how do you get notified of that? You may be asking well, pretty simple. Just be a part of my newsletter um, if you're not part of my newsletter already. And you can join my newsletter simply by going to learnjazzstandards.com forward slash join. Learnjazzstandards.com forward slash join. That's really how you stay up to date on everything with Learn Jazz Standards, all the new content. It's always a good idea to be signed up for that. So if you want to be notified when Zero to Improv, the companion course comes out, just be signed up for the newsletter. All right, that's enough business talk. Let's get into the show. <laughs> you know, you know. I was just thinking, actually, before I before I start here, I was listening to this baseline, and you know, <laughs> if you're a regular listener, I'm wondering how many of you like have this baseline memorized by now, right? Because like, obviously, I've done every single show of this podcast, so you know, it's like I know this at this baseline now. Do 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 I could sing the whole thing, anyways. That's just a funny thing that I was just thinking about. All right. So like I said, two parts of this episode today. The first part is just talking about enclosure. I'm going to take some audio from that video. Uh, you might hear me say, take a look at this next enclosure sometimes in the video, uh, the audio, uh, and that's because it was a video, right? So if you want to get some visual aid, go to learnjazzstandards.com forward slash episode 150. That's the show notes for today. All right. So let's jump into this first part talking about what enclosure is. So let's start with first things first. Let's go over some definitions. What is enclosure? Enclosure is the process of approaching a target note from above and below, either diatonically or chromatically. Now, obviously, to understand this further, let's go over another definition. I said target note. So what is a target note? A target note is a note that is being resolved to by a series of approach tones. Okay, there I did it again, right? We have another definition we have to go over. What's an approach tone? We're going to need to know that as well. So approach tones are the notes that are being used to resolve to a target note. And there are two kinds of them. There's diatonic approach, which are a note approaching the target tone that is related to the given key center. For example, a B natural approaching a C sounds like this. 
right? They're a half step away from each other, but they're both diatonic notes to the key center of C, or C to D are diatonic notes to each other. So uh, uh, the C is approaching D. That's a diatonic approach note. But there's also chromatic approach notes. And a chromatic approach note is a note approaching the target tone that is not related to the given key center. For example, a C sharp approaching a C in the key of C major. So a C sharp, that is not in the key center. That is chromatic approaching a D, which is in the key center of concert C. So after hearing these definitions, you still may be confused about what enclosure exactly is. Well, don't worry about that. We're going to dive into that right now. So let's take a look at this first example here. Here we have a most the most basic example of enclosure I could think of, and we're approaching a concert C major 7th chord, so C major 7th. And so we have this. We have D, B, C. So the D and the B are in the pickup. Okay, so automatically, what, what is our target note there? Well, the target note is the C, which is the root of C major 7. And we're approaching it diatonically with two diatonic notes. We're starting from above, right? That's part of the definition of enclosure, approaching from above and below. So we're starting with a D. That's a diatonic note. And then going below the target note, which is B natural and resolving to the C. Okay, so does that make better sense there? Let's let's move on to the next example here. So this next example is what we call a four-note enclosure. So there's three approach notes, and then, of course, the target note. So in this case, if you take a look at it, the target note is concert E. We're in a C major seventh chord again. So E is what to the C major seventh? It's the third. That's E. Okay, E the third in general is a very uh, strong chord tone. So you, to resolve to a, a third is, is always a great idea. So we start here on a G, which is the fifth of C major seven. So we have G, D, D sharp, E. So, so what's going on here? Okay, so first we're starting from above the target tone, which is G. Then we're going below the target tone. And that's D is a diatonic note to C, right? So then we're doing a chromatic note, which is D sharp, resolving to the E. Okay, so see how we did that? It's all about approaching the target tone from above and below, either diatonically or chromatically or both. All right, let's move on to another example. So this is an example of an enclosure that uses the target note twice. So we start with F, which is above the target note. Then we hit the target note E, which is the third. Then we go down below it, hit a chromatic note, which is D sharp, and then come back to E. Okay, so we're hitting the target note twice in this example of enclosure. Now, one more example of enclosure here before we move on to some other applications of it. So far, we've used all of our examples are approaching from above, but you can start by approaching from below as well. So in this particular case, we have... A sharp to C to B. Now, what is B? B is our target note. It is it's the seventh. Okay. So you can also use enclosure that way. So how do we start using enclosure in a practical way to start getting the hang of it? Well, there's a couple ways I want to go over. Let's start with just scale. So 
you can take any scale, but just for example's sake, let's do the major scale. So take a look at this. So this is a C major with an enclosure pattern that plays the target note twice per scale tone, okay? So, right, we talked about that one earlier. It goes D. It's starting on the second tone of the C major scale. So D, C is our target tone. B is below, half step below, back to C. So target tone twice. So here, I'll put this up on the screen here. I've circled in blue all of the different target tones here. So you can do this to any scale, like I said, but this might be a good way to start getting yourself introduced to this idea. So the second example that I want to give you is using enclosure in the context of chord progressions. Now, whenever I introduce new concepts into my playing or I teach this to my students, I always say go simple, okay? Just go simple. So here's an example of a 2-5-1 chord progression in the key of concert C. That's D minor 7. G7 to C major 7. Okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to do a three-note enclosure. I'm going to do an anticipation on the end of four going into beat one. So take a listen to this. Okay, so that's just an example. Go ahead and practice that for yourself. Now, the target tone on each one of these is the third of each chord. Again, the third is a strong note to target. So in the case of D minor 7, we're targeting the F natural, which is the minor third. So there's the F. And then the third of G7 is B natural. There's the B. And then the third of C major 7 is E natural. So we have F chromatic below to the C, uh, to the E natural <laughs> in, in C major. Okay, so that's how that works. Now you can apply this to any chord progression that you want, and I'd encourage you to explore that yourself. All right, so that is my little talk about enclosure. Hopefully, you understand enclosure better. And I, by the way, I forgot to mention this. I'll make sure to include that video as well in the show notes today in case you also want to watch that as well. All right, so now that we understand enclosure, hopefully you do, um, let's take this a little bit further, right? So one thing I like to do often is whenever I'm trying to apply a new concept to something, I like to compose an idea that really 
maybe almost overutilizes that, right? Like I n- wouldn't necessarily solo the way that I would compose this, but it's more of an etude. And an etude is something that's composed to exercise something specific. So in this case of enclosures, I'm trying to exaggerate enclosure in a way that really helps me hone it in and really helps me get it. So I've composed a little uh, one chorus etude over a concert B-flat blues, okay? A concert B-flat blues where I really take enclosure and I try as, as, as many times as possible to implement it, right? So again, maybe I wouldn't solo like this, but it's a way to really get that I, that idea, that concept uh, into play. So um, again, the, tra- the transcription of this is on the show notes today, and I also have another image on the show notes where I circle in red where all of the enclosures actually are in this etude. However, because you've already understood uh, the concept of enclosure, I think you're going to hear them in there a lot. So what I want you to do when you listen to this, I'm about to play this along with a little bit of a backing track. I want you to try to mentally note where you hear the enclosures. Like if you, this will really help to make sure that orally you've got this concept down. Listen for where the enclosures are in this etude. And of course, you can just learn this by ear as well. That's how I always suggest everybody learn things is by ear. But you will also have uh, the transcription available for you at the show notes. All right, so here it goes. Here is my enclosure etude over a jazz blues, a concert B-flat. Cool. So just a short chorus, but hey, a lot of enclosures packed in there, and you probably heard the bebop coming through. So let's listen to it one more time. Right, so just a quick little slowdown here for you, and and you will hear this, uh, you'll see this if you're on the show notes, um, looking at the little section where I have all the enclosures circled in red. No worries if you're not able to look at the show notes, uh, but we'll go through this really quickly. So we start right away, there's a pickup that goes, that's an enclosure right there, above, below, chromatic approach, target note, and then... Then we have another enclosure right away. So we have this F natural in between, and then we have, uh, we have, right? Hope you can hear that enclosure happening. And then we basically repeat the same idea, but now it's over that E flat 7 chord, the 4 chord. Uh, right? So it's the same thing as what we do over the B flat, just transposed. All those are enclosures. And we go back to the B flat again. Okay, then we hit this A flat there chromatically, which kind of sets up an F minor 7 to a B flat 7, the 2 5 to the 4. And then we do this little bluesy line here. That's an enclosure right there. 
we're on the E flat seven now. Those little triplet patterns there, but listen to this. Then this triplet here, that's an enclosure. A flat, G flat, G natural. The G natural is being targeted, so. Let me go back to the B flat seven. That's the B natural we're landing on there. A bunch of enclosures in there, right? So again, enclosure, and then enclosure. Uh, that's an enclosure. C, B flat, B natural. And that lands on the B natural, which is uh, the third of the G7. And then we ended off with, uh, okay, that's a pickup there. Going into the C minor seven, that's an enclosure. F, natural, D, E flat. That's an enclosure right there. B flat, A flat, A natural. Okay, you hear that? So, uh, just trying to walk through that very slowly. Again, it's more of a visual thing if you can look at it, but hopefully you can also hear the enclosures in there. So, I really packed as many as I could in there as possible. Let's listen to it one more time. Okay, there you have it. That is enclosures over a jazz blues. So hopefully this uh, this episode has helped you understand what enclosures are, how they work. Uh, we talked about you know applying them over chords by themselves, over scales, over chord progressions, and of course we applied it to a blues uh, at the end here. So here's kind of my challenge for you. I like to try to keep these episodes actionable. If you are a new listener, I, I like to do this often, and, and that is call you to action. And what I want you to do is to go ahead and try this bebop blues enclosure etude that I've composed yourself. So you can go to the show notes or you can just learn it by ear off of uh, the episode today, the recording. And you know, try this yourself and see if you can't identify the enclosures and start getting them under your fingers, whatever instrument you play, saxophone, bass, piano, doesn't really matter, right? So just try to get that under your fingers to understand it. Now, bonus, big bonus, big bonus is to compose your own enclosure exercise over the uh, over that or uh, over the uh, blues. Sorry, man, I'm losing I'm losing my focus. Come on, focus over B flat blues. Um, and if you want, you can even go to the show notes and you know copy and paste a, a YouTube video of yourself doing that or, or something like that into the the comment section if you would like to. All right, so that's your challenge this week. I want you to take me up on that. Uh, really spend some time exploring this concept of enclosure. Um, again. As far as becoming a jazz improviser, I really do think there are a few different sides of it. And 
one side is the listening portion, the learning things by ear portion, and the other side of it is the conceptualizing portion, right? The stuff that we're talking about right now, where it's more concepts. And these concepts in and of themselves aren't musical, but they can help us understand things better so that we can start actually making music. Does that make sense? All right, so go out there, take up my challenge, and hope this was helpful today. All right, that's all for today's show. Thanks so much for listening. Really appreciate you. Hope that you got something out of this uh, today. Remember the show notes at learnjazzstandards.com forward slash episode 150 to look at some of the examples. And also, like I mentioned, enclosures is something we talk about in my ebook and soon to be companion course, Zero to Improv. So if you're uh, waiting for that Zero to Improv companion course to drop, whether you have that book already or whether you don't have it at all, that's going to be coming out January 20th. 27th Sunday of 2019. But to get notified of that, just make sure you're on my newsletter. So that's learnjazzstandards.com forward slash join if you're not a part of that already. Like I always ask, you know, feel free to leave a rating and review on iTunes, a positive one. Tell other people why you like this show. Uh, helps other people find this show and, and realize that this is a show worth listening to. So if you find this helpful, that's a free, easy way to give back. All right. We are going to be coming out with another episode next week. Thanks for being with me and I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the LJS podcast brought to you by LearnJazzStandards.com. Subscribe to the series on iTunes and don't forget to join our jazz community at LearnJazzStandards.com forward slash newsletter. Hey, podcast listener, would you like to ask me a jazz question and get it answered here on the show? Then go to learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. That's learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. I look forward to hearing your question and answering it on a future podcast episode. Learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask or find the link in today's show notes.